Okay, keep going. It's my appa. He sent me a Korean flag and seven thumbs up. How are you supposed to respond to that? Turkey, turkey, taco. Works for everything. Hello and welcome back to What You Talking, a Kim's Convenience podcast. And today we're going to talk about handy graduation. And joining me is Ruby. Hi. And our special guests today are Manda. Hello. And Lizette. Hi. (laughs) It's awesome to have you guys back again, especially to close off this big, big season finale uh there's so much stuff to cover so Mm -hmm. uh i'll try to gloss it but i'm pretty sure we're gonna go back into it anyway there's just so much stuff to cover i'll try not to cry and thank you for having us by the way i always forget to say that in return you said thank you for coming and i always forget to say thank you for having us (laughs) no i I think you say it (laughs) yeah you always say it so of course uh i Broke it up intro and three parts. Bad Sandy at the end of Greece. You don't kiss someone after they peed. And Korean yeah. flag was seven thumbs up because I couldn't come up with anything else for that part. Mm-hmm. So uh, just talking briefly about the intro because, yeah, I, I didn't know what else to say about it. It's pretty straightforward. They're, they're talking about, uh, they're doing one of those quizzes like which mm. friend or which whatever are you most like? And, uh, you know, questions like, how would you describe your style? Smart and sassy, bold and brassy, or clean and classy? And, of course, Appa's there like, what, what, what's this for? I don't know. It's like... Well, he's like, bold and brassy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, that, that's pretty much Appa, right? Yeah, yeah he's pretty bold. Well, you know what I thought was kind of cute? I, I, do, I do like the relationship between them. I just find it quite... It's very, very Asian, right? Two guys... Who are like the old-fashioned Asian men, but they really, really like each other. Like you, you know that they really care about each other. And mm. it, it, when he's doing this quiz, he doesn't actually seem to question why he's asking these really weird questions. <laughs> he just answers like, "Yeah, okay, I'm going to do this. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm bold and brassy and la la la." And they keep going, and then, "Oh, you're Ra- you're Rachel. Oh, that's nice." Like they just like he just goes along with something that's ridiculous. <laughs> I just think it's kind of funny. I'm thinking, it's kind of cute. Like, Mr. Chin is doing something ridiculous. He just kind of goes along with it. I don't know. Yeah. I thought it was cute. I, maybe I'm just looking into, like, the old Asian men thing way too much, but anyway. Yeah, so one of the questions that I had is, like, what the heck did Mr. Chin, who's did this earlier with like ginger and himself what was he thinking when they asked you know how many times do you do it in a week i think he just put lucky seven for all of them because he didn't understand the question (laughs) (laughs) so chinese well he would put eight if it was a chinese thing oh i guess yeah (laughs) Uh, do you want to explain what eight is eight means rich or like getting rich which is a very Chinese thing. Yes. And are there other similar numbers or kind of things that people avoid or pick? I think people avoid fours, and that's very well known just because it sounds like the word death. I learned that when I went to an apartment building that suddenly didn't have fours in it. And I was like, what? But there's a 13. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> What's this in like Canada somewhere? Or? No, yeah, it was in it was in uh, North York. Oh, apartment building in North York had a thirteen, and I was like, "What? what? Yeah. Well, where's floor four? 
Yeah, that's the thing in Canada. You have enough cultures that eventually there are going to be no numbers on floors. Yeah, pretty letters. much. Yeah. <laughs> letters. It's like, okay. So, but what, what is, when you say eight means rich, I, I, you know, that's one of those things that we've always heard. But what is, what is it, like, why does it mean that? Is it that the character so, looks like rich or it actually just traditionally or? No, no, it's just the sound. So it sounds the same as the word rich. Oh. Rich. So just like how the the number four, when you say it, it sounds just, it sounds the same as the word death or dying. Okay. Does it sound the same in just one of the dialects or all of them? Or is it just? I only know Cantonese and Mandarin. Oh, okay. And it, for both Cantonese and Mandarin, it does sound the same. Oh, okay, like it's okay. the same intonation. But if you look at the actual written character, it's different. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. It's just like English words, like scene. Scene? Yeah. Scene and scene? Yeah, I was like, wait, <laughs> wait <which> hang on. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like a scene in a movie versus I you've seen I something. Seen yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there we go. <laughs> well, okay. now we know something. Wow. <laughs> cool. I never knew that. I never, ever knew. <laughs> I did wonder because they were like, they didn't know what doing it meant yeah. Yeah. after how many, however many years in Canada. But <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I did wonder about that and because their English is very good. Yeah. And, but again, I didn't know what Netflix and chill meant. So Kim's <laughs> I, Convenience yeah. taught me that. So <laughs> I agree with that. I didn't know. And it's funny that Emma knows exactly what they're talking about when they're talking about Friends. She's like, I never watched that show. And they're just standing there. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah. Well, she she got the context just by hearing the names. Yeah. Right. So it was just like, oh, for someone that doesn't exactly. watch the show, you know all the names of all the characters. That's really strange. <laughs> <sighs> Have you guys ever taken one of those personality quizzes? Too many of them. Too many. <laughs> like way too many. I've I've cemented that I am a Hufflepuff and Harry Potter because every single Harry Potter quiz I take, it's like you're a Hufflepuff, and I felt like a loser until it wasn't a loser thing to be a Hufflepuff anymore. <laughs> is a Hufflepuff who is that was Harry's little girl? No, no, they're kind of like the loser house. Now we're like shifting oh, fandoms, no. but like you, know, but they're known as being loyal oh. and like really hardworking. Oh, they're just. Oh. That not really the is best. Mad Pads, except for the loser part. But the other stuff, well, like loyal, you know, they don't they don't really excel at an insane <laughs> amount. And then, yeah, they're kind of like Ravenclaws. They're the smart ones, and mm. and Gryffindors. Uh, they're like the brave ones, the strong, and, yeah. and strong ones, mm. and and Slytherin. Even though they're evil, they're also like cunning and stuff. Oh, yeah. huh. And okay, then Hufflepuff, they're say, loyal. And they're a but, badger. Okay, so then that's Aww. the Asian group. Because Asians very value loyal, like a oh. lot. Like over over lots, like family. <laughs> they, they often value loyalty over family. So that actually means a lot. You, you just needed to be in a Chinese movie and it would have been total Hufflepuff is the best. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that was way off topic. <laughs> Did you do personality quizzes, Mike? Uh, yeah, like whenever there were any of those kind of superhero ones, I would do it. And then I'd be severely disappointed that I came out with like the guy with no superpowers. It's like, oh, <laughs> like, I got you got well, the not, Hufflepuff of superheroes. Like, I didn't even get the cool one yeah. with, with no superpowers. So everybody, if you know, without superpowers, everybody's like, okay, then at least are you Batman? No, 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 no. I got, got some random nobody. So. Hmm. Interesting. 
Yeah, those are always fun. That kind of defeats the purpose of superheroes if there's some random nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what Batman is? Well, he's not a rant. He's not a nobody, but he doesn't have like powers. He's yeah. got money and he's got anger. Lots of anger. He's got a lot of brains. Sorry, he's got yeah. a lot of brains. He has yeah. to ex- execute a lot of that stuff. So mm. He's driven by anger. <laughs> and revenge. Anyway, that's another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't we jump right in? Uh, so the first part, is, I called it Bad Sandy at the End of Greece. Mm-hmm. And of course, this is talking about Janet's arc. And to sum up the whole arc, it seems to develop around Janet as the underappreciated overachiever in the family, at least in my point of view, because mm-hmm. relative to Jung, mm-hmm. who is the bad boy with, and I, and I'm making a pop culture reference here spider-man's parker luck and what i mean is that he usually has very small victories overshadowed by crushing demoralizing setbacks <laughs> so usually jung he'll have a little victory and then he'll lose his job or right. he'll mm. he'll kind of reunite with the family but then he loses a potential love interest <laughs> uh, so that's what i'm referring to to the parker luck Mm-hmm. So we find out, of course, that uh, bad boy Jung is handy with bikes. He's fixing up Gerald's cousin's bike, which I don't know why he would leave such a nice bike with Gerald. Just, I don't know. I guess Gerald had parking space or something. In this episode, and I guess a couple episodes in the season, Uma has this habit of screaming out Janet's name like a few times in the season. Like another episode I can think of was Cardboard Jung, where she's like, Janet! Janet! Uh, T-bag, Janet, T-bag! Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, in this case, she was concerned for her safety, but of course, uh, it was just something that she was sort of, I don't know, like she doesn't really yell or like raise her voice to anybody else. I guess other than Uppa, because she gets mad at him. Hmm. But I think it's just funny because it seems like moms like to yell at their children in that tone. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But it's clear that Amma treats them both differently, Jung yes. and Janet. Mm-hmm. Like with Jung, Amma is supportive and generous. She's making food, cleaning his sheets, writing his name on his underwear. Mm-hmm. With Janet, she's usually critical with her. Like a new TV, like the, I think that was the episode where, uh, you know, she saw somebody in the magazine. She's like, you know, you're not magazine oh. pretty. Mm-hmm. You're, you're family pretty. And of course, she wants her to... Well, I guess that's not fair to say that she wants her to have a cool Christian Korean, which isn't really critical, but I guess caring parent, as we discussed in the show. But um, other things Emma does to Jen in this scene alone is that she opens her mail instead of giving or giving her open mail instead of giving her hugs. And instead of being proud of her art being published in that magazine, she Mm -hmm. praises Jung for getting his GED. And -hmm. of course, she gets mocked when suggesting to Emma that... uh, Uh, she's not going to ride the motorcycle because she's not motorcycle style, right? And, uh, you know, uh, I guess I'll open this up. Do you or have your parents treated you and your siblings differently? Okay, yes. So, so no, my parents are are a bit different. They're, like I said, they have, we have a back remote Filipino and that is a very common thing where, you know, parents, there's a lot of things that Filipinos do traditionally that probably wouldn't look, be looked at with, at, with good, 
wouldn't be looked at well here, but I mean, it's just traditionally mm-hmm. what they do. But my my parents weren't really like that at all. Like they're not the kind of people who would call their kids stupid. And if mm-hmm. you ask any other Filipino, like, of course my parents call me stupid. They do it all the time. My, my parents would never do that. And they treated us both pretty much the same. They really did. And it's not, I don't think that's easy to do. And I don't even mm-hmm. think like, cause there's a lot of parents who have to make a concerted effort to go, okay, you know, this is something I should make sure I do so that they grew up loving each other. And I don't think my parents, it did, it just came out intuitively like for them. So, mm-hmm. but I don't think that's, nor- I don't think that's the, the norm. And I think it is actually quite difficult to do, though. I do find it blatant with Janet and, and Chung. Um, absolutely. My parents treat the siblings differently. <laughs> like, absolutely. I I think uh, growing up, I probably, yeah, I did get favored a bit more being the firstborn. Mm-hmm. And I know that my, my brother and sister who are twins being the middle children tended to get, I think my sister was the Janet of our family. Aww. Like <laughs> by and far, I think her, her accomplishments kind of always paled in comparison Aww. or seemingly com- paled in comparison. And, and I think maybe she acted out more as a result. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I love my sister. She's actually like we're actually like the best of friends now. But uh, but the one that got really treated differently, mm. I, I think my youngest brother is mm. the Jung of our family. Uh. Like every little thing he does mm-hmm. is just so great and so like you know like <laughs> you know she's like Kyle has moved to Toronto and has his own apartment. I'm like I've had that for years. <laughs> <laughs> no one no one's uh singing Praise my praises anything, yeah. or like oh it's really difficult for kyle it's expensive for in toronto i'm like yeah it's difficult for me as well we both <laughs> have equivalent jobs and you know or yeah like it's just every single little thing he would always get driven to school oh, when wow. we all had to walk like mm. the years before mm. he has that youngest child thing he is a bit favored and every time we call my mom out on it it's hilarious she'll start to deny it and then we'll just start the laundry list of things that <laughs> that Kyle got that no that one we did. didn't yeah. and yeah. like oh we'll drive him back to university but you made me take the train <laughs> <laughs> so, but when you when you make out the laundry list what is she do i'm curious defensive oh defensive mm. by and far she just and she she has never seen it physically like she's never actually seen it or no, i think she, she has started to admit it now because mm. i think they thought back and was like okay yeah maybe we did treat kyle a bit different like, yes you did <laughs> <laughs> kyle's Aww. getting married so are the rest of us <laughs> <laughs> actually no not me but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know when my other siblings got married it wasn't as big a deal as when Kyle has found love though it's like yeah that sucks yeah in my family I, I can't pinpoint if my sister or I are Jung or Janet so in that case I'm probably Jung no yeah. no <laughs> no <laughs> Says the I don't authority. see it well no it's just cause I come from like a third person point of view, right? Yeah. So I get to see what's happening. Mm. And your parents try very hard to balance everything. I can see that. But I don't know. I just feel like sometimes, you know, your mom's very close to your sister. So she'll, she'll OMG, do things I'm Janet. <laughs> I should act out. I'm going to get a motorcycle today. No. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be bad Sandy at the end of Greece. Bad Sandy at the end of Greece. I don't think you can ride motorcycle in this type of weather in Canada. <laughs> 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 what, I love that you call it bad, sad, 
bad Sandy. So it's, what it's it actually... is though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But like the one that like complete failure though. <laughs> no. But that's what that's what bad Sandy should have been, right? <laughs> you don't take Olivia Newton John's like awkward mm-hmm. shy yeah. Sandy and then like put her in leather and then she's like yeah. smoking hot and confident. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you get Janet who like falls over on a motorcycle. Oh, that is actually a good point. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Good I'm point. sure if they extended Greece for like another 20 minutes after that point, probably would have shown its cracks. Yep. <laughs> so just another point about the magazine publication when Oma says uh, you get paid for that. I can totally relate to that when I started these, my escape room blog and eventually when we started our podcast. Mm. Um, my mom, one of my mom's first questions was, are you getting paid for that? And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm totally Janet in this case. <laughs> I, I get that question all the time. Mm. Anytime <laughs> in arts, oh my god, I could I could relate to that. Like anytime, I'm like, hey, I've I've written this thing, or I've written a play, or I've done this. Are you getting paid now? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> but they're still proud of me. They're just like, oh. So. <laughs> like if I said I was getting, I got paid one time. They're like, oh my god. Yeah. You have, do you have a career now? And I'm like, oh. It's like, I. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm glad that my mom is still up to date with like my extracurriculars because I still have to explain to my dad what an escape room is every <laughs> couple of months or so. <laughs> so, okay, so to both of you then, when you say no, what do they say back? I'm curious. Uh, they... They're still support. Like I said, they're still supportive. Mm-hmm. They, they, they are proud that like I'm going out and doing things mm-hmm. and 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 carving my own path and such but they still like you just see like usually the response from my mom is oh <laughs> and, and you know and then she like doubles back and like comes back with like well it's great that like you're doing like let us know when the dates are and stuff and we'll come and see you oh, so cute. she's still supportive she does but her there's still that little like oh okay it's like the enthusiasm <laughs> level kind of drops for no reason yeah <laughs> And for me, same answer, less support, more. Okay, fine. It's like, sure, as long as you like it. No, not even that. Oh. It's, just, it's just like, okay, you find something else more, you know, better to do later on. <laughs> I think that's a struggle, like, with most pe- with most students who decide to go into the arts. Yeah, is for sure. It's not a lucrative, no. you know, choice and... And, and, you know, especially if you have parents who are more money focused, especially mm-hmm. like if they need to work up, like, mm-hmm. you know, like the goal is like get enough money for retirement, do that. Yeah. And so to choose something, to actively choose something that will not bring you any of that, any <laughs> of that security. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard for parents to, to, to sort comprehend of, it, to comprehend yeah. that. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times the parents, they're measuring the success by how much money you can make out of it rather than the enjoyment because they've worked their way up and they want sh- they want their children to to have that safety net and mm-hmm. to be comfortable and living comfortably means you should have more money right? they gave up on their hopes and dreams so you <laughs> should too <laughs> no <laughs> if you were making money with your hopes and dreams they'd be ecstatic for you <laughs> so let's back up a bit uh talk about again the magazine publication how much of a big idea was this <laughs> sorry i just mike's like okay okay can we get back to the show <laughs> <laughs> back anyway, to sorry. the show magazine go on so i i mean i don't know because uh for her to get published in this magazine is it 
sort of a big deal or because it was sort of a free magazine or I guess the show have any of your work publicized in any of these kind of things is it a big deal I think it's yeah I think it's exciting like again yeah I I, I as an adult it's sort of like yeah I'd be like which magazine is it the student paper because yeah. that's exciting but yeah. it's not like you know yeah. a big accomplishment yeah <laughs> but well it, yeah. she said that it was a nationally distributed magazine so I don't think right. it was like a small time local you know OCAD thing kind of thing mm-hmm. but if like from a modeling world if you get a cover spread or like you know the people that get covered on magazine front pages they don't get paid for those mm. because the, I guess, the return of being on the cover is enough, and mm. all actors, models, and whatever they're okay with that. Wow, I did not right, know it's that. that. It's exposure thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's right. exposure, and it, I guess it's just, I guess the glory, right? You're being covered on the cover of a magazine, and usually on the inside, they'll do articles and a few page spread of whoever it is that they're covering, right? So. Mm. So what you're saying, like, if it's Vogue, like, even something like Vogue, and you have someone in the front, they are not getting paid a cent for that. Like, not for the time, the interview, the photo shoot, nothing. Nope. Wow. But they're not... As far as, yeah, as far as I know, when I was part of the agencies, yeah, that's the thing. Because the exposure and the return in being on the cover is enough to pay for itself. Oh, yeah, no, I don't... I. Like, mm-hmm. like, you know, whatever is traditional in that industry is what it is, right? I just thought yeah. I just never knew. <laughs> I guess yeah. a lot of time and effort for not getting paid. But I guess the other thing is it's a lot of time and effort for the magazine as well. And they're not getting paid either. So, yeah, because <laughs> so they have I to put together the photo shoot, have people to interview. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they're probably funded by some bigger body. Like maybe they get grants from the government or something in that case, right? Mm, that's Magazines a good point. Like that. No, or that Vogue? Pati- no. No, not no. Vogue. Sorry, like in this case with Janet's magazine. That could oh. very well be. Yes, like I have a few clients who are who are magazines, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they get government grants depending yeah. on what. Like if it's a magazine that's about promoting new photographers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. new Canadian t- photographers, they would yeah. totally be funded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, for the publication that she was part of, if they're publishing the photos, it doesn't sound like she got interviewed or anything about it, right? Because she was like, oh my gosh, they actually published one of my photos. Well, it was a big article. Like, they had, like, a... There was a big blurb under it, yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. So I wonder what they wrote. Her mom did not approve. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Would her mom ever approve, I guess, is the question. Oh, I think so. I don't know. Like, I think... I, I do feel for Janet, actually, in this case. My mm-hmm. God. I, I, I relate <laughs> yeah, to Janet. Yeah, you're relating to Janet. Oh, my God. But <laughs> I do feel for her because it is a it is a thing when you get something super exciting mm-hmm. and and the people around you aren't as excited because they're yeah. not a part of that world. Yeah. Right? Right. So to be like, oh, my God, I got it. Like, I, I've done that where I'm like, oh, my God, I got a thing. And mm. then everyone's like, wow, look at you. And I'm like. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> super excited. They're like, "Yeah, that's nice." Okay, who wants to talk about like our new renovations? And I'm like, "Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah." I, I think in some way, on some level, Emma is proud. Just not do not don't put on the. It wouldn't be put on the don't touch wall. Yes, yes. right, yeah. right. <laughs> I mean, like. Okay, I'm not I'm not excusing them at all at all because I think it's horrible. But <laughs> I guess the thing is is that she's always 
Zhang is like a like a failure, basically, quote unquote failure. So she mm. she's always compensating for him. So it's mm. almost like she gets excited when he's able to do something, whereas yeah. um, Janet has always been the achiever. So she just doesn't feel the need. So mm. I, I can see where it's coming from, but. Yeah, I still, there's only so many accolades you can give the overachiever. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I get it exactly. So, but oh, you it, overachieved but, again? <laughs> exactly. So, jumping to the next scene, uh, this is where it kind of gets salty, like mm-hmm. really salty, because yeah. then you have Appa and Nama. They're kind of planning around again, Jung, because oh, he got a GED. Let's get him a graduation present. And Amma, she does something that's well, again, she she does favor Jung, but then she goes to Janet. Oh, by the way, can you work this Friday? So then, you know, we'll go to the party for <laughs> Jung and uh, yeah, just leave you here, Cinderella. Yeah, no, that that was that's like, OK, now we're now now we're now it's almost a little too too much, <laughs> too much. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Janet. Yeah. <laughs> it was even so much at Appa. Like I, I was looking at his expression. He's like, oh, my God, what are you saying? Yeah. He had that kind of look, and I was like, "Whoa, all right." For Appa to realize something's going on, then. Oh, I, I didn't I notice the... that. I'll have to watch that again. I didn't notice. Yeah, hmm. yeah. I feel like Appa's reaction was kind of like like he he makes fun of Janet a lot, but it's kind of like the father daughter relationship. They're they're sweet. They're cute. They they have their moments. So when he heard his wife saying it, which I assume he expects Amma to be the more sensitive one yeah he was just a bit uh, shocked like oh no you're doing what i'm doing why <laughs> <laughs> almost got her jung blinders on yeah <laughs> for sure Boy. well i think oma too though is is she wants she it's not just about i don't think it's just about her like being excited more excited for jung than she mm-hmm. is for for janet but mm-hmm. i think because jung was so separated from the family for so yeah. long. Like that's yeah. the opportunity to get the family back together mm-hmm. and yeah. get that reconciled. That's true. Yes. So I can see her being overly excited and just yeah. Yeah. shoving away, uh, shoving aside whoever she needs, including other family members <laughs> to get Jung back on course. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they did a good job of continuing that whole theme throughout the season that they're kind of foreshadowing that, okay, they're going to get back together. I mean, they've been doing that the entire season, but mm-hmm. in this one in cardboard Jung, you know, she's like, carrying or she puts a cardboard jung there and Nappa's like you know doing whatever with it and at the end she's like you know I really want the family together and you know that's he knows that and uh it's nice that they kind of nicely drawn that out through the season Mm -hmm. nicely Mm -hmm. and then they gave it a nice closure here and of course I'm just super excited she's she's the expressions in this episode compared to a lot of her other the other episodes she she really goes well, she's really excited. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, just to cap this one off, um, Jenna kind of rides in on her motorcycle going to the party and uh, she gets trapped comically. I, <laughs> I, I, I kind of wish they showed that, but in a comedy yeah. sense, I'm glad that they didn't. So he leaves it up to your imagination. And Emma rescues Janet and in my mind she would need superhuman strength given that yeah like <laughs> tiny oma coming and lifting a whole motorcycle <laughs> off her is pretty it's called the adrenaline when you're trying to save your that's child that's true adrenaline that's true. only Absolutely. goes so far <laughs> okay Lizette has a daughter yes. yeah. so if your daughter was trapped under a motorcycle <laughs> yes. I could probably the... throw it across the floor <laughs> 
<laughs> there you have you about, it. <laughs> I did tell you, but of course, this is anger. This isn't motherhood. But I did tell you about the woman who was in labor and then the husband going, is it really that bad? And she's this tiny oh. little woman and he was a huge Italian guy. And he, she grabbed him by the collar and picked him up. Like literally oh. picked him up off the ground and said, "Yes, it does hurt that bad." Wow! Holy jeez! <laughs> Mothers have that thing that they can mm-hmm. do <laughs> on occasion. A random, yeah. They have a superpower. Random they superpowers. do. They do. <laughs> Brought on by pain. <laughs> <laughs> They're like hulks. And All anger. Pain, are hulks. Exactly. Pain and anger makes them do oh. lots of things. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> so Jean confirms, because I was asking all of them a question on Twitter, she confirms that when filming this, because, you know, she's not actually saving her daughter from death, that she did get help lifting that motorcycle by one or two strong guys mm-hmm. for the amount of times they actually filmed this scene, which makes sense. Yeah, for sure. But oh, even, yeah. like, one strong guy, I'd imagine two guys. The way that she pulled it up, like, mm-hmm. even with her pulling her full weight... Yeah, I was, I was doing the physics of it. Yeah. I wonder if that strong. was a subtle homage to how much, no matter how much it looks like she favors Jung, this is her love for Janet. Yeah. I wonder yeah, if yeah. that were... I like the little moment they have at the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was nice. I wasn't a big fan of Janet on the motorcycle thing, <laughs> but or her trying to be bad and awkward about mm-hmm. it. But it I think she was just neat. trying to get the attention, right? Yeah, like, she just wants the attention. <laughs> yeah. I think at the she, end. she's really good at looking really awkward trying to be bad. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, that was that was cringy. very well done. Oh, she went to the so school cringy. of Nicole it's Power. So bad. Oh, like she's doing that really well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it closes off, of course, that Janet, I guess, gets rewarded for trying to be bad Janet. Or at least them recognizing that, that maybe they didn't pay they, as much attention yeah, as they should yeah, have. Yeah. 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 So, I'm gonna. I'm sorry. I got. I'm now. I'm feeling guilt. I do love my parents. <laughs> they have no, been so no, good no. to us and given us so much. We just, you know, they have their quirks. There we go. <laughs> guilt. They're still human. <laughs> no, don't feel guilty. Like I said, it is actually people have to actually make a conscious effort not to do it to their children. Like it is, it is something that is actually quite natural. So they actually consciously mm. have to do something different than what would be their their um leaning because that's just Mm -hmm. something that people do it's very difficult for them not to treat their kids differently it's very difficult Mm. for whatever that's worth (laughs) 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 it's just one of those things and so like that's why i always say i think it's weird about my parents because it became intuitive for something that is not i mean i think if you asked errol he'd probably say it was different but no it's more that he would say (laughs) that they depend on me more because I am the younger female. So they go to me more, but not in a bad or good way, just in a personality way. So the next part, uh, we called it, you don't kiss someone after they peed. So you can guess this has to do with Shanjung, <laughs> which none of us really ship. So we won't talk about it much. But... What? No! <laughs> I want to talk about it. <laughs> so of course, it starts out with Jung. He's being the ass man, making sure Kimchi's facing the labels the right way. And, uh, you know, it brought up something interesting that Kimchi suggests that he may take the job after Jung goes, which is like a total 180 from season one where, mm. where yes. Kimchi mm. just didn't want to have anything to do with the the job so let's rewind for a sec do you think that kimchi is showing character growth or does it seem that it's more of a fomo thing like fear of left being left behind 
Isn't FOMO fear of missing out? Yeah, missing but out. <laughs> or but I I I don't know, Lizette. I don't know. I I think it was out of left field. My personal opinion. Okay. Like I just I think it was something that they threw in, and it didn't really fit. <laughs> okay. All right. I actually think it was yeah the fear of being left out. Mm. Uh, it could be a character growth thing that like. But it could be a retroactive character growth. Like he leaps yeah. onto this opportunity then learns something about mm. himself later. But yeah, because really Jung is moving on. Mm. You could know back in the first season that he always, he's the one that actually makes Jung make more immature decisions. Mm. And so the fact that <laughs> right. Jung is making these decisions and he knows that he's like going elsewhere, he's like, he, he doesn't actually want to be left behind because yeah. everyone else seems to be growing up or or making these types of dis- big decisions and mm-hmm. and he's the only one that's not he's the only one that's still happy vacuuming you know the dead <laughs> roads out of cars or whatever <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that uh kimchi made him do immature decisions so it's sort of like a role reversal now he's making jung's making kimchi do mature decisions mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think it's a bit of both though because i mean Kimchi might have gotten used to the way that they live. They no longer have a bath mat for a towel right. and they can afford nicer things because they work and they recognize that bef- in one of the episodes. It's like, we have nothing. So yeah, basically I feel like Kimchi recognizes, hey, I I can actually afford more things now that Jung's making more money. So maybe I should get a better job so I can afford things for myself. Yeah, they still need to fix their egg problem. Egg in a cupboard <laughs> and not hard-boiling cooking their eggs. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny that Kimchi in this episode, he's throwing a lot of like heavy mental suggestion to Shannon throughout the episode. Oh. You know, if you need anyone to assist you while you manage this party, I'd be happy to help. <laughs> hey, boss, you see the streamer curl? Woo! You asked yeah. I delivered. I guess you can call me the delivery manager. <laughs> <laughs> Solid kimchi this this episode. This, this episode had yeah. some great kimchi. Him. Yeah, he is very funny. <laughs> One funny thing that Ruby pointed out in this episode is that kimchi has no luck when handling food. Uh, for example, he has problems eating the salad. That, you know, the fork keeps losing its spikes uh, as he's eating them because he probably ate them. Oh, that is probably <laughs> my favorite. That's my favorite gag for the whole little season. I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where do they keep going? Just his distress, too. Yeah, where do they keep going? And then later on, I was like, yeah, kimchi eat four. Like, yes. Yeah, I like how, like, up and comments on that after. It's like, because it's carrying forward from that previous scene mm-hmm. where Janet's like, yeah, did you hear that I'm a badass now? Well, yeah. she didn't say that, but. Uh, so the second thing is uh, he has a problem pouring the punch at the party. He's kind of like, struggling with that ladle which i imagine that they're probably better ladles he yeah that doesn't look like the right type of ladle for punch (laughs) (laughs) and of course at the end with the wine and champagne that they poured it was bad like they drank it oh what what is this it's like i'm gonna go probably beer it it led me to ask did he did he even find those cupcakes that he was supposed to find for (laughs) doubtful If he did, they're probably questionable cupcakes. <laughs> or he might have dropped them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, of course, Terrence makes the fact that, oh, there aren't as many as he thinks there will be. Mm-hmm. So he ate some. 
And uh, Terrence, some fun facts. Uh, so Terrence came to get the paper towels, but never actually grabbed anything as he was chasing after Shannon. So when he was running back, you know, wherever he was going, mm-hmm. which I guess the Asian me, just a small comment here. If it was a big spill, uh, you know, why are you grabbing paper towels? Shouldn't you find rags? Like, or mop? Yeah, or mop, <laughs> exactly. It's like, dude, you're going to waste all those paper towels on this big spill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He did take a whole day to find a ruler for Shannon that other time. (laughs) So. Yeah, I guess as long as he's being efficient. (laughs) And, uh, you know, as I said, Terrence ate some cupcakes from Shannon's office. He has no idea why the party's taking place. Right. It's like, (laughs) dude, really? Um, Sometimes I feel like I'm Terrence. (laughs) (laughs) Just not looped into everything. I'm just not looped into everything. I used paper towels to clean up big spills and didn't learn about the rag thing until I (laughs) met Errol, actually. And he's like, where's your rag? And I'm like, why would you dirty a perfect piece of cloth? So I guess to finish the Terrence trifecta here, did you ever photobomb a family photo? Oh, no. no no well like maybe on purpose sometimes but not like the unintentional like walking by yeah mm-hmm. the only time was actually probably when i worked in the distillery district mm. and they have their christmas village mm. every year oh. yes. they have a gigantic christmas tree and i just stopped caring about all the perfect moments i was ruining <laughs> <laughs> because like I, I need to get to the bus stop and everyone's taking selfies and you're sitting there waiting for them and there's like 20 couples and you're like, screw oh it. Gosh. I'm going to be in all your photos. <laughs> oh, oh, this is the bad Sandy. <laughs> That's right. You're also That's walking by awesome. during the filming of like Little Italy. Too, I was. That was a confusing day. <laughs> you walk into the distillery district and there's like all sorts of men in speedos on a stage and you're like what is going on <laughs> like a guy in a leopard print jacket yeah. what was like, it it was it, a filming it yeah. was like a filming of a movie so they're filming the scene oh, of the movie for little I italy see. which Andrew i don't know if you should in. explain distillery to people who don't live in toronto oh. i know what it is oh, i don't live yeah. in toronto but so, i know what it is yeah, have they not? They haven't done any scenes in the distillery district in Canada. Oh, Kansas that's yet, true. They? No, no, they haven't. Yeah, so the distillery district it's it's a it's a collection of well, it's it's an old distillery basically that shut down and was kind of turned into various Landmark, restaurants, yeah. offices, uh, apartment buildings, shops, shops, yeah. and uh, there's still one brewery there, yes. Mill Street Brewery. Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, the the Japanese restaurant has a brewery inside too. They do. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. They always like are advertising their sake. And, <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so it's just like I a lot of arts organizations have offices there, and I used to have a client there, so. And mm. there's a theater there, which is where we watch the Kim's Comedians play. Right. Oh, yeah, Soul Pepper oh, is there. Full that is, circle. All right, look up Soul Pepper. That's the distillery district. Yes. Ah, there you go. And, and it's quaint, right? People like going there because it's quaint. Like it's a pretty little well, area. It's got all the original yeah. like brickwork and stuff. And mm-hmm. yeah, they try to maintain the original look of it. They don't like rebuild oh, it that's why they modernize oh, okay. it or anything. Mm-hmm. Although there's condos there. <laughs> they filmed some Murdoch mysteries there. I know that. Oh, yeah, cool. I, know I know Sojit, who plays Mr. Meta on the show, actually lives in the distillery in one of oh. the condos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you can also catch uh, Nicole Power in the off season because she plays for Soul Pepper. Mm-hmm. So you can catch her in plays there as well. Are you serious? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
Oh, cool. Lizette's booking her ticket to Toronto. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, oh my God, I would <laughs> love to be. see her. She's so talented. I, I wonder if she sings. Does yeah, she... we saw a we saw play Sisters, sisters yeah. uh, this past year. And uh, yeah, she was really good. Mm-hmm. Really Did she different sing? from Shannon. Uh, Does she no, sing? I don't think she uh, sang. No, she didn't sing in that no. one. But it was a really serious yes. drama. So, yeah. Not, very... not much use for singing. <laughs> no. <laughs> there was no happy moments, really. There was no, like, comedy. It, it was, was, like, very, set like... in the depression. And yeah, it was... it's very heavy. Yeah, very heavy. <laughs> cool. So, yeah. um, of course, uh, Jung, in this case, he stumbles on almost revealing his job to Shannon, and Shannon gets excited about throwing him a GED par- graduation party. Mm. And, of course, you know, Kimchi throws in his line of, uh, do they get overtime? It's like, oh, we got time and a half. But have you ever had a boss at your work be as generous as Shannon and throw you a big celebration like this? No. Not to that level, no. (laughs) (laughs) It's more like, let's go out for drinks. And that's fine. It's like, everyone, let's contribute so we can, like, put together a baby shower. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing like that. Wow. Hmm. Hmm. So there's one line in here that kind of confused me. Uh, Shannon goes, I miss my prom, mono. Not the good kind from kissing, but the confusing kind from Dan's class. And I wanted to ask Lizette. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of mono is that? Yeah, what kind of mono is that? (laughs) From Jim Matz. I don't know what she was talking about. (laughs) I'm like, she she said dance class, right? Yeah. 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 I have no idea. What do they do in dance class? Spit at each other? Yeah, that sounds like what? It's basically like, you know, a droplet transmission type of thing. So like if someone coughs on you or if you share each other towels or something like that, right? So but I'm thinking uh, dance class, you don't like wrestle. <laughs> maybe you're not sweating too much. <laughs> Are there yeah, you don't. You're not on gym mats or anything, I guess, right? No, usually that's... dance studios are like wood floors. Yeah. No, but if you, it depends on what kind of dance you could be. If it's contemporary, you're rolling around on the floor too. I guess, but hugging each other, like you'd have to yeah, have a lot of ballet. You get con- pretty close. Yeah, that's true. If you have like a pair thing going on, mm-hmm. right? Oh. And you're like, oh, you're like you super close and lifting and, everything, yep. and like hugging, kind of sometimes. <laughs> That could be confusing then, yeah. Depending on the choreography. I don't know. I don't know. But I think she was just trying to explain that it wasn't like she was kissing or making out with someone and caught it's them on. It's not the hot kind. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. not it's like the regular kind that's kind of embarrassing. Yeah. Right, I guess so. I feel like that's what she was trying to explain. I guess so. So, l- so let's get right at it. Why do you think Shannon wanted to throw Jung a party? Was it to relive the prom she never had? Or yes. Or was it something else? Ruby you said I think it's both it's start I felt like it started off as um oh great let's celebrate and then it just kind of barreled into my prom my prom my prom (laughs) yeah (laughs) her under the sea prom yes under the sea prom yeah I think it's kind of both too I think like factoring out any any romantic feeling she does mm-hmm. care about Jung. yes like that's the thing she mm-hmm. cares a lot about him mm-hmm. and probably does want to make him happy yeah but yeah i think getting the opportunity to relive the, the prom <laughs> you never had does take over <laughs> okay lizette what do you think i was totally her wanting to relive it 
I totally think I'm like, yeah, junk, whatever. I want to have my prom dress and my this and my, like, she likes all that stuff. She likes. She does. Get, um, planning a party and she likes, you know, decorations. She likes all that stuff. I, I don't think it had anything to do with it whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> Well, for me, I thought that uh, it was more just interest in Jung. Okay, aside from the theme of the party, because we know that Jung is interested in Chan, and of course, it's been consistent in the episode. Um, and after the whole HR incident, that's when Shannon now knows that Jung is interested in her. And then after that, uh, when she's dressed in her, I guess, her prom dress to go see Jung, she's kind of waiting there for a comment when Jung's like, you know, he's working on the car and she's standing there and she's kind of standing there awkwardly until mm-hmm. he turns around and he's, he goes, oh, wow, you look good. And she has that smile and then the door closes and whatever. Uh, she continues to, I guess, do whatever. And a funny thing is that when Jung, he's giving her the corsage, aka the corsage of lies, um, <laughs> he doesn't know where to put it. So he's like, I didn't know where he was looking at. I had to like watch it a couple times. I'm like, dude, where are you looking? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> it's like kind of looking at like the neck and chest. It's like, dude, like, like corsage arm. Of course, he doesn't know because he's he probably never went to prom. That's true, yeah. right? He didn't graduate high school. That's mm-hmm. right. As a woman, I will fully admit to when I'm wearing a nice dress or something, walking into a room just to hopefully get a comment mm-hmm. on like, you know, wow, you look so different. Or yeah. wow. If you made the effort, amazing. you expect someone to at least say something nice, right? Right. So it's not necessarily a love interest. It's just, it's just, hey, I've made the effort to like be good looking today. So mm-hmm. I, I hope that I she actually to feel get special, that response. Right? Yeah, like, exactly. Okay. It could, it could be a mixed thing with, with Jung's feelings and her feelings. Right. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I, yeah, I just, I don't think it was intentionally directed at him waiting for him to compliment her so that they can kindle their yeah. fire. <laughs> on the, on the, on the flip side of things, I fully admit to like, w- if a crush gave me a compliment, I am just, Floor. over the moon <laughs> even if they're like even if there's no chance whatsoever i'm like he i remember that my high school crush said i had nice small ears once and i remember that to this day <laughs> nice small ears yeah he's like oh hey my ears are super big they're not nice and small like yours it was like a, and i was like oh he likes my ears <laughs> like, that's awesome wow. that is so cute that's actually quite it cute is. i was thinking Aww. i was trying to think oh what like I can't remember anything that Crush ever said to me that was a compliment. And then I realized, oh, it's probably because it never happened. No. <laughs> I was like, uh, no, never happened. <laughs> Aww. Not that I can remember anyway. <laughs> yeah, nothing's coming to mind for me either. I didn't have a crush. I just had someone that actually liked me that told me, Oh, when I first met you, I thought you were a real bitch. Oh, <laughs> oh he liked it. Oh, that's how he was going to entice like, you over. Yeah, I was oh. like, oh. It's like, I know you like me, and yet you're saying this to me. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't see where you're going with this. Thanks. Yeah. It's like, okay. What, what, right. How old were you guys? Seven? <laughs> no, we were actually really old. This was like. No, I'm just kidding. Less I'm just than saying. 10 years this, ago. I think that's what seven year olds do. <laughs> like, you know, they pull um, their hair and they, they throw things at them so that they'll notice. You know, that's what guys yeah. do when they're seven. So, what yeah. did you say in return? Just curious. 
I was like, oh, so what's changed? And he's oh. like, no, I just got to know you and you're actually a really nice person. I'm like, yes, I know that. Ruby, actually nice. <laughs> oh, that's I'm terrible. Like, what is wrong with you? Actually, that's like a really nice church. response. Oh, what's no. changed? As opposed no to... No t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. You cut off Lizette. I didn't get to hear what she said. Sorry. Oh, no, no. I was again, just saying that was a really nice response just to say, oh, what changed? As opposed to, shut up. <laughs> 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 I don't know if I would have been that nice in return. <laughs> I don't know. I was just, I, know. I, I guess I was taken aback by yeah, the comments and I I'm didn't know sure. what to say. Yeah, so exactly. then I was just kind of like, so like, you know, how did this, how, how, why are you talking to me now? If you just think I'm a bitch kind of thing. So yeah. Random uh, tangent. Sorry. <laughs> Fun tangent. I know the, the bottom line to that one is that one didn't work out. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> So for the sake of Shan Jung shippers, let's talk about that kiss. Uh, okay, we talked about the kiss. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> sorry, am I doing that out loud? Sorry. Uh. <laughs> it wasn't one kiss, though. Right. No. It, was it was two multiple kisses. kisses. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I really have no questions here. So. <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously, she still likes him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, those feelings don't necessarily go away, but mm-hmm. I... Are we going to talk about the fallout of the kiss, like sure. her response to it yeah. afterwards? Because yeah. this is where I suddenly shifted to Team Shannon. Like I was already on Team Shannon. I thought mm-hmm. she was funny. But this mm-hmm. is where I thought like I really <laughs> commended the writers for how they handled that. Because mm-hmm. it is right. one of my most annoyed, like the things I get most annoyed about in these types of shows is when they condone cheating mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. because, right. you know, the two people are like, but it's love. I'm like, yes, but she's lying now yeah. to someone who mm-hmm. she's mm-hmm. dating. And the fact that she went, no, you know what? That wasn't cool. Yeah. You didn't, you know, I'm in a relationship. Yeah. You know that I'm like, that, that wasn't cool to do. And, yeah. and I like that she called him on it. Yeah. And, I mean, it's yeah. cool that she called him on it, but she actioned it too, right? She also actioned yes. it. Yeah. Twice. <laughs> so it's like, eh. but she, she she tried to pull away from it. It's just, I don't know. Not the first time. Second time for sure. Yeah. Second time she was like, nope, nope, not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I really feel that in this episode, they played to Simu's strength and at least the the drama part because he's not really a comedic actor yeah and it's shown through season one season two he's kind of getting there but season three like especially this ending they made good use of him Mm -hmm. right because he has that scene with appa he has the scenes with shannon and whatever else in between but yeah yeah i didn't i sorry i didn't realize how well i don't think i realized how much of the minority i was until i yeah i went to the the launch party and and we watched the season two finale again and as the, when the kiss happened you just like cheering yeah. i'm like whoa <laughs> yeah oh, I, you can't, mike can't you can't see it but i'm narrowing my eyes <laughs> but i understand right it's yes, romance the build People up like romance yeah. it's fine mm-hmm. it's the ross rachel thing whatever yes. i just see too much of it mm-hmm. <laughs> so at this point are they at season two of friends they are at season two of friends yeah how it's do you exact- remember the seasons because <laughs> i maybe binged it twice on netflix oh okay all the seasons <laughs> again 
because I'm terrible. <laughs> like talk about I'm like I'm angry while I'm watching Friends. I'm like this is terrible, and I'm like I'm still watching. God damn, <laughs> it is um, terrible. <laughs> but yeah, no, this exact thing happened in season two of Friends. Ross. Loved Rachel all first season. Mm. It was unrequited. Then mm. at the end of the first season, Rachel realized that maybe she loved Ross too. But by that point, Ross is dating somebody else. Ah. So the whole second season. His first wife. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, yeah. Anyway. um, And then all of season two was Ross dating this other woman and Rachel being jealous and trying to win him back. Mm. Right. And then, and then her telling him and revealing her feelings and then right. that the opposite thing happened because he was like why did you tell me now i'm dating somebody yep oh well i guess i don't want to date her anymore <laughs> and then because they couldn't be happy then they broke up again almost yep. immediately after so it's yeah maybe that's a whole tongue-in-cheek joke with the uh the intro that it's like oh my god this is like friends it is like friend yeah so but this time they actually handled the ending better because shannon was like hey I'm dating someone. I like him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm. This is a good thing. I'm not going to leave him. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. how real life can work. I'm like, I'm in this case. I never watched that show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. That was my, this is just friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a whole podcast on that later. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Jumping to the next part. Korean flag with seven thumbs up. So up. He's surprisingly still in good contact with Jung, and they're sending back emojis. And uh, he's sending the Korean flag with some thumbs up. <laughs> sends back a turkey, turkey taco. And I mean, for me, I'm too old for emojis. Most of the time, I don't really understand what they mean. I mean, other than the odd faces, because you know, like happy face is happy face, sad face, yeah. sad face, puke face, puke face. Uh, it's too much effort for me to search for the right emoji and then to memorize <laughs> the ASCII. Code oh, for yeah. them. So I'm like, no. I feel like some people are really quick with them. They are. Yeah. I don't understand how because I'm like, hang on, what? A, how? Where's the puking face? That's <laughs> usually third page. I know that much. <laughs> third page of the faces. Is there something like a piano? Maybe. <laughs> By that point, somebody has sent me 15 like musical yeah. symbols, and I'm like, what? Yeah. So I tried to look up what turkey, turkey, taco meant because, I mean, you can look up things like eggplant, which I didn't know what it was. And then I looked up like, oh, okay. Oh, that has a meaning? Yeah. Yeah. What? We'll leave it offline for this. Oh, (laughs) what? How? Okay, yeah, you have to explain after this. Yeah, there we go. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Lizzie. Apparently, yeah, I didn't realize that. So, so I remember on Twitter, I think recently, somebody was asking Andrew, what does turkey turkey taco mean? And I don't remember exactly what it was because Andrew gets like a billion tweets. But I remember it was something along the lines of everything's cool and, you know, everything's okay. Kind of like, um, kind of reminded me of that Bob Marley song. Uh, everything's going to be all right. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess kind of jived with kimchi. Yeah, yeah, that, mm-hmm. that jives with yep. kimchi. Is that like, so that's the actual meaning of turkey, turkey, taco? Well, as far as he interprets it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm like, is that just something you made up? Is it like an official thing? Yeah. No. Oh, it's not an official thing. <laughs> okay. Just like Cal. Uh, Enrique is kind of like, you do not want to be the taco. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, it was a game he played as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> I like how, like, they 
kind of run on with these jokes with characters throughout the throughout the season, of course, um, or you know, character consistencies. Uh, one point that Lizette brought up before in previous, I guess, season one and season two, that Gerald kind of idolizes, almost romanticizes uh, these really cool guys. In this episode, uh, you know, Jung's working on the bike, and then, you know, he's trying to make conversation with Jung. And it's the same could be said about Santi, the photographer, and Edwin, the old flame of Amaz. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the same sort of fashion, we have uh, Enrique, who's played by Rodrigo Stoll, and he's back in the store, and he always seems to have his arms full. Like, he's always, yeah. like, got a crap ton of stuff in his arms. And uh, because, of course, I think this is going back to the whole sea turtle joke that... Um, He's trying to save the sea turtles. Yes. But exactly. yet, why doesn't he bring a basket or like a mm. reusable bag with him? That's true. That's true. <laughs> he's a nurse. He should be organized. No? I don't know. <laughs> he's also he's also the guy who tries to get cans from the middle of a thing. So he's just kind of one of those oh, flaky guys. Yeah. Lack of common sense. So one fun fact that i found in the episode usually in tv shows they try to rename products right because Mm -hmm. i guess they don't want to pay those Mm. licensing things or just they don't want to promote things i don't know the exact reason someone can correct me on that but uh, one of the things he had in the back that he was carrying was something called choco pie Mm -hmm. which wasn't renamed it's something that i recognize from korean uh grocery places yeah it's a snack um, it's basically a cake with a chocolate shell and like cream in the middle. Mm-hmm. And to me, it, when I was a kid, it reminded me of like a Joe Louis. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like yeah. a Joe Louis. Yeah, it's Korean it's Joe Louis. It's slightly less sweet. Like the cream's oh, not as sugary. That sounds nice. Joe Louis cream is like just, sh- it feels like sugar, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's slightly lighter than that. They do everything better. <laughs> <laughs> it just catered to the, the, yeah. the Korean taste, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> go I'm, along that food. Yep. Yeah, sorry. Go. I'm totally looking it up. <laughs> it <laughs> actually pie. originated in America, but now oh. also used in parts of Japan and South Korea. Oh. Interesting. America. <laughs> oh. Good old Google. Anyway, keep going. Yep. <laughs> So going along the food line, we also find out some of Jung's favorites. He likes tteokbokki and hamul penjon. Now mm-hmm. we have our food expert here, Ruby, to explain what those are. You're the Korean. You explain it. No, you explain it. Ruby, no. There goes that sass. Don't worry, she's actually nice. It's going to be one of those things I have to explain. It's like, no, actually, it's like this. Okay, I'm curious because maybe I know them, but I don't remember names of things. So, so. dakbuki is basically rice cakes Mm -hmm. with um, some sort of spicy sauce. It's like a sweet, spicy sauce, and they usually use the, the round... Yeah, rice okay. cake instead of the flat ones because it, it has more chew to it. Oh. Um, Not always, but yeah, but they try, right? And um, panjon. I was gonna say traditionally you're also supposed to add fish cake to that, but are you? Yeah, a lot of the traditional recipes have fish cake, and the non-traditional recipes they just mix in a lot of other stuff. And, and there's is, sometimes cabbage in it and onions. And this is why you're explaining this stuff. <laughs> okay. No, no, go go. panjon. What's that? It's Korean pancake. Ooh. Well, specifically, <laughs> hamul panjon is with seafood. Right. I've never really had Korean pancake without the seafood. <laughs> no. Well, sometimes a variation is that they'll have just green onions. No. Oh. Um, 
and yeah, that's the more simpler one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's 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 basically a type of pancake. It's savory. Mm-hmm. They put seafood in it. It's there's always green onion in it. I think mm-hmm. regardless if mm-hmm. it's the plain one or not. Um, they come. It comes with a dipping sauce that's like a soy sauce with like vinegar and sesame oil, or that's mm-hmm. what it kind of tastes like. Um, it's crispy. It's, it's chewy in the middle, so it's not like a I guess Western pancake. Like <laughs> it's not fluffy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guys, I wanna I Eat? wanna go to gallery after this. <laughs> 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 I should not have started. I didn't know there's gonna be a food component to this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're all getting hungry now. Great. Yeah. <sighs> so let's jump ahead to the meat of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, the whole Jung and Appa scene. Because you know, there's all that stuff leading up between, but really, who, whatever. Um, so, who do you think is at fault for escalating it? Oh, I think Jung. Jung? Oh, my. <laughs> wow. I don't know if we could call this fault. We would call this two people who, who have a broken relationship, who are trying to put it together without actually dealing with the issues at hand. So, they're not able to talk to each other. Mm. Okay. That would that would be part of my answer. Yeah, I think yeah, like for Jung, probably a little more so him because he he knows his oppa. He knows, and he it's not his oppa's fault that he's you know he just wants to be left alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oppa's kind of at fault for not reading the room. <laughs> oppa reminds me of I'm gonna say both my dad and my mom. <laughs> like, you know, my mom, she loves to solve the problem. And yeah. she doesn't always recognize that sometimes what we need is either to just vent or just to be left mm-hmm. alone. My dad is very much someone who needs to be left alone. She's like, actually, I've seen fights with her and my dad. <laughs> or not fights, but like bickerings because yeah. my dad might be upset about something and and he and we're just like, no, let him, let him go. Yeah. And she'll, she'll, no, she'll want to go downstairs and talk. It's like, what's wrong? Tell me what's wrong. Why don't you tell me what's wrong? And then we can fix it. Mm-hmm. And Or yeah. if I have a problem, she's like, let me tell you all the ways that you should solve this. And sometimes <laughs> oh. it's not what you need. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you just need to, the emotional support or you just mm-hmm. need yeah. to be like given you just space. You want to listen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, makes sense. I think apart from what Lizette and Manda said, which I agree to, I also think in at some level it was Jung who kind of escalated first because he was already very frustrated with the whole Shannon situation and his emotions were already out of check mm-hmm. and also if you remember um, I don't remember what the episode's called it's the one where Appa goes over and fixes the toilet Handyman yes Handyman and Jung was saying he didn't want to go home because he knows as soon as he sees Appa, all they are going to do mm-hmm. is argue. So mm-hmm. I feel like he just has that in his mind. Oh, whenever, you know, my Appa's unreasonable. So whenever we talk, we're just going to argue. Oh, that's a good point. That's yeah, actually really a good, good point. point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm, I mean, I agree with you all, but <laughs> I'm more so, yeah, it's Jung just because I don't like Jung, but that's me. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get a lot of angry emails, but yeah, I don't no, like I mean, I, I can't relate to <laughs> Jung, but I get, I get where he's coming from. But yeah, as Manda says, like you know, you you know your dad, mm-hmm. right? So whether it or just 
walk away. You didn't mm-hmm. have to blow it up. And it's mm-hmm. also just a bit more heartbreaking because of the look on Appa's face. Yeah. He yeah. genuinely wants to help. Yeah. He's just like, tell Appa, Appa fix, right? Yeah. And, and you're like, that's what Appas do. Like, and Don't touch me. Yeah, like, I didn't whoa. touch you. Yeah, and like, he didn't touch him. No, he didn't. So it's like, whoa. No. That so come you're from? like, that, that was... Ugh. Yeah. And so it kind of broke my heart more because you could see like... Mm-hmm. You so, so want it to yeah. be. <laughs> you want it to be fixed. Mm-hmm. I'm and shipping them as a father and son duo. Up <laughs> <laughs> Jung. <Aww>. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I um, agree. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Go for it. But that the um, I don't know if this will be from before, but. Um, when Ruby said it, it felt kind of forced, I did feel like it kind of was forced. Like, I, I get what they needed to do, though, which makes sense. They had to argue again because they were pretending mm-hmm. everything was fine. Then they argued. So, But the actual argument was kind of dumb. I'm just like, no, nah, you should have done it differently than that. That feels forced. Like, mm-hmm. what they should have argued for should have been something, I don't know, just different. Like, I don't know how to explain different. But it just this one just seemed like... Let's find an argument so that they can argue. That's what it felt like. Hmm. Mm. I I would think that, you know, for these kind of situations where, like, you know, you had a hard split of something that causes you not to see each other for, like, 10 years. uh, The one thing that that I kind of, I was kind of iffy about is that, okay, so they reconciled after one drink together. Right. Right. And then all of a sudden now he's coming to his party. You know, he's he's uneasy about it, but he still shows up and stuff and he's trying to be nice to him. But it's kind of like, yeah, I would think that little things would trigger that mm. kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, of course, Appa's older. He would he, he has shown character growth between the two seasons. But yeah. um, I mean, for me, I always liked that there was that tension there, like mm-hmm. from in this sending yeah maybe they could argued about something else but i think too like i don't know yeah sometimes it felt it felt forced in that it's like okay well you need to get them back on the tense yeah route Mm -hmm. but i did feel like appa was more co he 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 did want to keep it secret he he does remind me of my dad (laughs) he's like uh because you know he doesn't want to make a big deal out of it he's Mm -hmm. secretly texting jung Yeah. yeah Because he knows that if Alma finds out, it's and gonna she, get blown and up, it's, and it does, it gets blown mm-hmm. up. She's like, "This is a really big deal. Let's like, you know, celebrate. Let's this." Because I feel like if that hadn't been the case, he might not have gone to the graduation party, right? Mm-hmm. And Alma exactly. would have accepted that more because she's like, "Well, that's just the way things are." But yeah. now she's like, "Oh, you're texting. Oh, you've made up. Oh, everything's great again. Yeah. Let's go." <laughs> and uh, and he doesn't really have a choice when she sets her mind to something. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah and when i said like i don't know if we should cut this or not but so when i mentioned that the argument felt forced i was more so referring to jung's acting (laughs) (laughs) Um, oh no yeah like appa's reaction was very real like i felt the intensity and it's yeah it reminds me sometimes of my fights with my mom and i can see it like how we react to each other and how it all of a sudden just went goes from zero to like 100 That's right true. then and there yeah so i can see that but whereas just the way that jung was reacting and his pacing and then like jumping into it it i don't know acting wise it didn't add up i think though so i mean especially when out. you have to you have to go through that kind of thing like 
20, 30, 40 times. Mm-hmm. But Ugh. that was the take they took? That's fair. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> it's like they had a choice. Maybe yeah. Sumo was overdoing it in those other scenes. It depends on the direction too, right? Like you never know what yeah. goes into That's those yeah. those choices, and mm-hmm. it could be like I don't. I'm not always a fan of the, and it's difficult too because he had to. He probably had to begin that scene in a moment of high tension, and a yeah. way to yeah. get that high tension is to pace back and forth and to, mm-hmm. you know, kind of act all crazy like. <laughs> uh, but in the, and it's difficult to get to that level of frustration if you're. At a, on a film set and you yeah. just have to like you know go from zero to a hundred yeah. mm-hmm. um, before a take but maybe yeah I, I, I kind of agree with you yeah, yeah. Like, like I think the two of them together eventually got to a place yeah. Mm. but yeah yeah I mean it just gives us a better appreciation of I guess Paul's work yes and yeah, he broke my heart in that scene. Yeah. yeah, I was, I was like, oh, like, and I could see him, like his outburst. It yes. felt more like it was there very was a real. Build yeah. to it, mm-hmm. and I feel like sometimes, well, for actors, it's it's not only about like how good can you bring these emotions; it's also how well you can recall your own yeah. to interpret it into the scene, right? right. Mm-hmm. So I feel like Paul, as a more seasoned actor, he he's had experience to probably bring that up mm-hmm. to the the level of realism that it was and how it came through the screens even when kicking that card when it misses the garbage can <laughs> that was a little bit comical <laughs> <laughs> and i think that was the point but i i wasn't sure so i actually asked them on twitter like mm. was this kind of a mistake that was kind of left in because you know yeah. the way the card floated and it's kind of like okay. oh, whatever and then I'm going to kick it just because yeah. I can kick it. And he didn't confirm anything. He was Aww. just like, what do you think about that? <laughs> oh, come on. So Aww. that was probably, they just left that in. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. so fun fact it, that Ruby pointed out when watching the final scene where they're taking the family photo. And now remember that they only took one photo, yeah. right? So, you know, Appa's not happy. Emma's smiling at the camera. Janet's smiling at the camera. And Jung is half smiling. That's when Kimchi took the photo. And of course, you know, you have Mon Jung Terrence. He's halfway through. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's he's kind of in between Emma and Appa. Uh, and he should have been Janet's facing head. the other way, yeah. And no, no, I think he was facing the right way, though. No, in the photo, he's looking straight at the camera. Oh, is he? But that's after Kimchi calls him. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Now, the changes in the photo, when you look at it in the final scene... The printed photo. The printed photo. uh, You'll notice that there's a change in Janet and Jung. Janet looks like she ate bad seafood. Right. (laughs) And Jung looks like he's half lost. Well, that's my interpretation of that. Yeah, you you pay attention to those details more than I do. (laughs) But that's a good point. That is a fun fact. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't have any other thing written here. <laughs> I I felt bad, like, because then there's the Jung didn't actually get the job. Oh, yeah. yeah I guess I should, we should talk about that. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, he doesn't get the job because they looked up his Jewy record, I guess. Yeah, where he had a criminal record. So. But shouldn't they have looked at that before they offered him the job? That's what I was wondering. Yeah. Like, I get, like, I like that, you know, that it's his... His mm-hmm. past is still haunting him. Yes. Mm-hmm. But how they handle like why would you offer a job or Prior did, to Jung, the check. did mm-hmm. Jung like misinterpret Yeah uh, the whole the, time? The whole time. Like I had a, a an audition once that 
where I w- it was like something like your first on call or whatever, and yeah. I was just like, "Cool, I got the job." And yeah. I, no, turns out that no, I I totally had not gotten the job. It just means like, okay, if we decide to go with you, we'll call you on the day. You just oh. have to keep the date. Oh clear. wow! Oh. So I was just like. So I was sitting there like, yeah, I got a car commercial. Mm. And then it was like, no, 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 no. You got really close. Oh. And then we called. You're the backup. <laughs> you, were, you were like, yeah, I was in like the top three or something. Oh. And so they, we had, they had three actors they just had on call. Yeah. And then they decided to go with another one. And I was like, oh. no. That's annoying. So I've, it happens, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah from the get-go, um, from the beginning of the episode, Jung mentions that, you know, it's a second interview, but he's totally confident that he's got it. Like mm-hmm, the way yeah. that he talks to Kimchi, it's like, yeah, but they really like me. Right. Yeah. And then he got a call when, when right. everyone was in there. And when Janet crashes yes. into the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, they don't explain that. That's right. So I feel like in that call, they probably told him, yes, you, you have the job, mm-hmm. right? Or something, because yeah. he seemed happy about it. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it just, yeah, it feels weird that they wouldn't do the criminal check first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then... That's usually like between this this first and second interview, I would think. Mm, maybe. I don't know. I guess every company has different hiring oh, policies. Yeah. And especially since because he's, he's going to be a manager at uh, you know especially the competitor mm-hmm. they're probably going to do their due diligence they probably look through his facebook and instagram and saw all this shirtless pictures of him yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. that's the real reason why they didn't take him for the job <laughs> like, like oh you. no one of those <laughs> <laughs> or would they have more incentive to take him at that point Ew. <laughs> That would be an inappropriate reason to hire somebody. Yes. <laughs> Note to self, leave that in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, any final comments? Any kind of things you guys felt about the show or did we overkill this? <laughs> I did like this episode, though. I did find mm. it. Yeah. I, I thought it was good. Like, there were lots of nice funny parts and lots of kimchi funny parts. And mm. they're just, it, it had little subtle humor that sometimes you miss it's like it was still classic chemistry felt like the 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 graduation one mm-hmm. episode mm-hmm. is it's one of my favorite of the series yeah, yeah. and it's it had it it ties up enough but also brings back in like what you think are going to be the yeah. the um the conflicts for the for Next the following season, season yeah. right mm-hmm. and so it sets it up very nicely yeah. yes yeah I like your point about it it tying up a lot of things and it seems like they did a lot of planning with it. Now, remember that Kim's, when they signed the show, they actually signed for two seasons at the time. So they probably Mm. built up everything so then it would play off into that season two finale. And then it's like, oh, do you want another two seasons? We have another two seasons. You can probably <laughs> pump that out. Oh, so this was if after that was they if knew. that was going to be the last episode, I'd yeah. be very mad. <laughs> I'd be, I'd be, I'd be like, because it still ends on a positive note. It still yeah, ends with true. Appa saying like, oh, we could look at that. We got our family photo, and he's still. It's the way it works with my family too. We have, we'll have these in, in any family. I think like you'll have your big fights, mm. and then. The next day, things aren't exactly back to normal, but right. you're yeah. still talking to each other, yeah. right? right. Yeah. So, I was still would have been upset because I would have been like, "That's what you had." Up, John, 
no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I guess we'll just close it off with that. So thanks for. Jo- <laughs> so thanks for joining us, guys. Yay! Thank you for having, having us. us. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> So again, uh, if you have any comments, questions, or stories to share, email them to whatyoutalkingpodcast at gmail.com or tweet me at MikeYUAN82. And now a message from our sponsor. People don't just throw proms for people they don't have feelings for. Except us. We're 3T events. Celebrating your job promotion, graduation, maybe you just made the basketball team. We specialize themed events like Disney, Greece, and Old Timey. Trust us. You do not want to be the taco. Hire us to handle your next events. Until the next time. Okay, Okay, see see you. you.